check it out now. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> How's it going? Uh, welcome to the show, LE2B. I'm Tom McCaffrey. Eric B. So are you Eric B now? I get, yeah, um, I'm Eric B for comedy purposes now. Eric B. Eric B. and Rakim. I know it's been. No one even remembers them anymore. So we're in good. We're in good shape. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, how, how's it going? Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, so th- this is the first thing I wanted to talk about is um, Grey's Anatomy just got renewed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just was thinking it's funny that uh, like when the when is cancel culture going to catch up with Grey's Anatomy? Finally, <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, I just thought of that joke and I thought I thought that was such a funny joke. I tweeted it and I was like, uh, I want to see how many people liked it. No one's liked it yet. Oh really? Yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, the, yeah. So the Golden Globes I was reading is uh, the, the news is that there's there are, NBC's not going to air it or something. There's wow. a big backlash because Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Uh, there's like diversity problems. I guess they they haven't had a black member in 20 years. Um, I guess they'll fix it now. I know they were talking about it like last year, so I figured, oh, they'll fix it because usually when that happens, they fix it. But they were like, yeah, Fuck but it. then they didn't do it. They didn't. <laughs> but then, like, so, and I guess the big news is like Tom Cruise gave back three of his, his his Golden Globes. I guess all of them he's gotten three. That was like kind of, kind of surprising to me that he had won three Golden Globes. Yeah. <laughs> also, I love how like Tom Cruise is like now he's the like you know. uh vision of like morality in hollywood i mean i feel like he was so on the outs for so long you know yeah wasn't that video that surfaced during the pandemic where he's yelling at somebody for not wearing a mask yeah that was the mission impossible stuff but that's what i mean i feel like he he hasn't been in that um arena of hollywood for a while of like the respected acting right area like i don't think he's part because he's just he went kind of crazy enough the deep end so now he just kind of makes mission impossible movies yeah <laughs> um but so it's funny that he like jumped in right away like that was like his chance to kind of like show right. everyone that he's a really good guy he's not yeah. crazy and not um, insane yeah even though he, he must be so then and then i guess scarlett johansson made comments about the golden globes recently before all this saying that she had like been harassed or something um, oh sexual har- the fucking the harassment in that city man it's just fucking insane yeah i mean and, and that's in all the harvey weinstein all the other that's the stuff we just know about i mean think about what we don't know about yeah and so like i guess they're saying that, you know, a lot of people are like, well, it's so, you know, the, the, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, and I don't even know what the hell that even means. I guess yeah. it's like a group of people like the Academy, but like, and basically they were saying how, I think Weinstein was one of the people that like was behind the Golden Globes because the whole thing was like to get buzz around a movie so it could win the Oscar because that kind uh, of became the thing. But yeah, because for, for, for years it was a joke. There's a famous thing where I think they used to have a category called Best New Artist. Or something like that. They did. Or, uh, there's an actress who won a Golden Globe. Which, I think you're thinking of the movie, the MTV Movie Awards. <laughs> uh, it was an actress, Pia Zadora. You ever hear of her? Yeah, yeah. She's I, awesome. Yeah, but she won like a Golden Globe or something early on. And oh was, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. And then they, they got rid like, of it though. They got rid of her Golden Globe. 
I think they got rid of that category probably after her because she didn't really pan out very well. Yeah, here it is. It's worst. Oh, no. She won uh, New Star of the Year. That was an old category that they had. And then year after that year, she just kept winning Raspberry Awards. You know, those? yeah, she's like a total joke. The only yeah. thing I really can remember her being in was like the Naked Gun three. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that did. Yeah, they're really bad at like um, predicting success. Like uh, the Oscars had a thing years ago it was the uh, it was this dance routine number and it was the future Oscar award winners. It was mm-hmm. 1989. And uh, let's see who was in it. It was um, Corey Feldman. <laughs> Holly Robinson, um, Keith Coogan, Christian Slater, mm. Patrick Dempsey. The, the, this this was supposed to be the future Oscar winners. Wow. I, got, um, I mean, a couple of them had okay careers, but yeah, that you definitely uh, not one of them came close to being to winning an Oscar. None of them have, has a, Corey Feldman, Keith Coogan. Yeah, they they really. I think yeah. that year Keith Coogan was in Don't Tell Mom the, Baby, the Babysitter's Dead, <laughs> which, which should be called Don't Tell Keith Coogan His Movie Career is Dead. <laughs> um, but so, so I, I was saying like, so, so these award shows, they're, they're just so ridiculous when you think about it. And like the Golden Globes was pretty prestigious, right? Like it was kind of second to the Oscars in terms of awards. Um, right. No, I mean, I guess so. I think. It started as a joke, and I think, yeah, maybe because of Harvey Weinstein, it started building. Um, and then there were there were people who should have won Oscars who just won Golden Globes. So That's kind of what they did, yeah. Yeah, so it could have gave it more cachet. Like Tom Cruise, can you even like can you think of the movies he might have won Golden Globes for? Because there was a time he was thought of as like he was going to be a really good actor. Well, I think he is a good actor. I think that. There were a couple of movies he was nominated for Best Actor, didn't win. Yeah. Born of the Fourth of July. That's what he won for Golden Jerry Globe. Jerry Maguire. He probably I bet he won a Golden Globe for Jerry Maguire, maybe. Uh I don't he won for Magnolia. Oh, Magnolia, yeah, that's right. Did he win the Oscar for that? No, he was just nominated. No, he was just nominated for yeah. Best Supporting Actor. Um, he was really making a play for a while to like win an Oscar. And then that just kind of stopped. I don't I don't know. It's just kind of um I've talked about this before, how like all those award shows, you know, they're, they're really annoying, especially the Oscars, because they literally they they nominate people from like a pool of like 30 people. It's always like, you know, like it's it's always Meryl Streep. I mean, I know she's really good and she is probably better than everyone, but like really like every I mean, it must be really annoying being like, uh, you know, in Hollywood and just see, seeing that every year, because there's some people who are really big and good who never get nominated. Yeah, usually they try to make it up later in their career. They do. The I mean, I like don't. It's not like I. I don't feel bad for them, but I'm sure it annoys them that they're like, oh really? Oh again? Oh Meryl Streep? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Her again? Yeah. I mean, Glenn Close. The fact that she never won an Oscar is still shy. She was nominated, I think, this year also, and she was, and she lost <laughs> to like. I don't, I don't know who she lost to. But they keep giving it to like people like who just have. They, this is like their first movie they ever did. Right. And then I feel bad for her because she always, every time she loses, she has to like really make a scene about being okay with losing, you know? Because yeah. <laughs> uh, she's becoming like the Susan Lucci of, of, oh, that, that's right. of the Oscars. She's been nominated like four or five times. Um, 
the Susan Lucci thing was just mean because like that was like a daytime Emmy and they just would never give it to her. I'm like, anyway, and the people who would win the daytime Emmys were like, they're soap opera actors. They're right, horrible. <laughs> I know. I know. They'd give it you to people who weren't even in soap operas. What'd you say? They'd give it to people who weren't even in soap operas. <laughs> there was one year where I won. Wasn't it like twenty years or something? I'm like that was just deliberately being dickish about it. It was like eight. It was like a. It was a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, but again, it kind of became. I mean, I'm sure it sucked for her, but also like it also became like a thing where she was getting all the attention for. You would never remember even who won. You know, right? Yeah. But you know, I mean, come on, I mean. I wonder, you, go ahead i'm sorry no are, are, are actors really hurt by this stuff by not winning oscars maybe i at think the they are really i think that they're just you know because that, that's how these golden globes and all this stuff got such yeah like cachet and powers like you know it became you know when it comes down to it they're they're total egomaniacs and they're really vain and you know they you know a lot of them are like i don't want to i don't do it for the awards but it's like right. they all love getting the i didn't i've talked about this before i think it's funny when they they don't go to the award ceremonies when they're nominated i just think that's like funny that you would be nominated for an oscar <laughs> yeah. or this huge thing you just say yeah no i can't make it like really like what, what else could you possibly have going on on oscar night well, um, well woody allen would never go but now you kind of know what he was he had going on on oscar night see he, he he was dating heavily yeah wait but did he he did he ever win yeah but he would always have a thing where he would never go to the oscars uh really? anthony hopkins didn't go this year but he's old i i get that you know well, I think he didn't think he would win. I think like they oh, all yeah. thought it was going to be Chadwick Boseman, which like, yeah. Plus, you're 83. You get a pass. I feel like if you're how old is he? 83. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, um. But I think maybe actors do remember that because someone I can't say mention this to me who ran into Al Pacino, and Al Pacino. Someone you know what? Yeah, someone I know ran into Al Pacino, and he was. They were talking for me and he brought up how he didn't he never won an oscar for the godfather he was kind of snubbed twice for that you know because there were two movies the two good ones oh right right because in 72 brando won and, and he they didn't put, go and i think he didn't go and he was put in the supporting actor category even though he had longer screen time than brando oh pacino was yeah so he was pissed about that and then 74 for the Godfather two, I think they put them all in the supporting category. And none and of them De won. De Niro won or something. I don't. I don't know if he won. I, but I think they all kind of canceled each other out. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing was, this is like thirty or almost forty, fifty years later, and he he was kind of pissed about it still. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I think you'd be surprised at how like you know how people hold on to certain things. Um, yeah, that's it. but I mean, yeah, like it, it just shows you like at any level, like you're never happy. Like, you know what I mean? That there's always right. something to find that's that you're not getting in your life. Like he won, he finally won for the blind movie, right? Yeah, that was and that was kind of a silly, you know. Yeah, like he's like, oh, I can't see any. I, I there was a guy who that guy Riz Ahmed, he was up for this. Have you heard of this movie Sound of Metal? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he plays like a deaf guy. 
you know, and he was up for like an Oscar. And I'm like, I mean, is it really that hard to play death? <laughs> <laughs> like, is that really a big accomplishment? All you have to do is like someone says something, you just don't turn. <laughs> and they well, go, said- I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I think are people leaving? They're like, he wasn't that good. You could tell he was, he could hear them. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this old Saturday Night Live recently. Remember when Mike Myers used to do coffee talk? Yeah. And he used to kind of talk about movies all the time. And the, the movie was The Piano. And oh, Holly, yeah, Hunt, yeah. Holly Hunter won for it. And he's kind of ripping into her. Like, she doesn't talk in, through the, in the whole movie. She plays a yeah. movie. And, and she making, won the Oscar. Yeah, and he's, like, he's like, this other person should have won. You know, at least they had lines, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, I know that... You know that the, they always are like, no, but you don't understand. It's harder with no lines to convey what you. But it's like, no, but it's it's easier. Like, like you don't have to memorize any of the lines. Yeah, so I, that's that, why I'm I hate. Sorry, that's that why I can't easy. act. I can't memorize lines for shit. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Yeah, it's hard. Like, I mean, you know, she just went and showed up to the table read and like, <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, she, she's really good, obviously. And I, I never saw that movie. It just looked like who care. I, I don't even know. Like, and then what's her face one? The um, the kid Anna Packman. She won when she was like 12 or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's that what was, that must piss everyone off too. These adults, because it's usually like someone's old is up for it, and then they give it to like an eleven-year-old. They're like, like someone will be like eighty, and they're up for that. I'm sorry, this eleven-year-old is better. Imagine like, yeah, like getting beaten out for a job. <laughs> you've you've been like working in your you know industry for like fifty years, like a doctor. Yeah. Like no, no, you didn't get the job. We gave it to this eleven-year-old. Oh, great. <laughs> It's just kind of like a novelty thing, you know. What I mean, they love to do that, you know, where they just yeah. But I, you know, the whole thing with what? Well, you remember the um, the woman who was in Titanic? I think was nominated, and she yeah. was she was very old, you know, and and she was favored to win, and then she didn't win, right? And it's like you you can't be like, oh, get him next time. That's it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, why not? That, that's the whole thing too. Like, when you re- really break it all down, like. Because the Golden Globes did kind of have a big air about it, but now it's like funny watching everyone turn on it, and you're like, oh, I guess it really is just kind of a, you know, it's it's when at the end of the day, it's all entertainment in Hollywood, so it's like, it's fucking, um, you know, I, I you know, it, all of it's made up by that. It's just a bunch of people who rich people who decided to like give each other awards for one well, night. Yeah, and you know how ridiculous it is when, and <laughs> like, let's say at the Emmys, they they'll have category for best like variety show and one of the nominees is always like the oscars so the oscars can actually win an emmy and i'm like when that started happening i'm like this is ridiculous this is like you're giving an uh, you're giving an award to another an award show (laughs) imagine losing to an award show that's when it's like very meta have you ever been nominated for an award and had to go to an award ceremony Uh, i don't think so 
I was anything, once. Really, what was it? It was I don't know, they had this thing called for a little while called the Emerging Comics of New York Awards. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And so it started, I think, kind of as a like not a joke, but it, it started as like a small thing. They they did it at UCB Theater, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't. I it was like it wasn't a joke, but it like kind. I mean. It kind of was. It's funny how that when they start those as a joke and then they turn into not a joke because at the end of the day, no matter what, people are going to be happy that they're winning something. So like, right. and those all those alt hipsters were jerking each other off. So yeah, so it was kind of like that. And then I got nominated for like best video short because I'd made mm-hmm. this like video and it got nominated and like um, it was like for a rap video idea and they did it at comics comedy club and it was like. That year, they had like a whole like like red carpet thing, and like um, you know, they they had like people interviewing you, and like Comedy Central was was like sponsored. Mm-hmm. Like it had become like a thing. You know what I mean? Right. It started out as like this small joke thing, but it now it was like a thing that people were like. And it's funny because there's a there's a video of me and I'm like dressed up like a rapper because I was like, oh, this will be funny. It's for a rap video. I, this is my chance to like dress up like I'm a rapper and go to like an award show. Right. And so um, like Kate McKinnon was um was nominated. Was that before she was on SNL? Yeah, it was like yeah. 2010. It was like right before she was on SNL. Yeah, she's a teacher for being like on UCB, right? Yeah. And I think she didn't win. Um. And so, so what's funny about it is like, I was like, oh yeah, whatever. I'm not taking it seriously. And then like when it got to my, and I, I felt like people were like, oh yeah, I think you guys are going to win. And, um, and so when it came to my category, it was me and a few other people were, you know, were involved, were all nominated. And um, when we didn't win, I remember like, I did feel bad. And like, I was like kind of embarrassed. I feel like everyone was like staring at me, like, which they weren't, but, (laughs) (laughs) but it showed like, Oh, this really is a thing you can get caught up in like really easily. Cause this was like really like low level that, you know, award show. But Mm. at the end of the day, you know, the whole thing where they're like, Oh, it's just an honor to be nominated. It's like, no, they want to, cause it's like, I think that they are, so if I had that experience and it, it was it wasn't just me nominee, it was like five me and like four other people, and it was just for like best comedic video. I mean, and I felt like everyone was looking at me. Imagine how Glenn Close feels yeah. when she loses <laughs> for like the fifth time. Or um, you you do the Michael Keaton where you're pulling out the fucking acceptance speech and then you got to sit down. Did he do that? Yeah, for Birdman. Yeah, yeah, that's he didn't um, sit up, but he he put his hand in his you know. But it's a nervous yeah. reaction. You think you're gonna win. You know, and then you got to make that face like, oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't think I was going to win. That, well, that's what happened, too, because I thought I was going to win because people were like, oh, yeah, you're you're going to win. Like, there's kind of been buzz that you're going to win. And so um, and then I love when they go on and they're like, oh, I didn't prepare a speech like at the someone did that this year at the Oscars. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Pre- really? You didn't prepare a speech for the Oscars like you <laughs> went there. <laughs> <laughs> like I guess they say because they don't want to seem like arrogant or something, but it's like, come yeah. on, just like just write something down. <laughs> Could you imagine doing that? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I didn't prepare. Um, like if you got nominated for an Oscar, and would you be like, oh, I, would would you write something down? No, I'd probably do the Joe Pesci thing that he did for winning in Goodfellas. Where he just didn't say anything. He just said thank you and got off. That's like shitty too when they just don't don't say anything. No, I don't know. When you hear some of those speeches, you're like, I, I'd like to see more of that. 
That's true. That's part. Of, well, it's it's always like the ones for the nothing awards that have like the longest speeches. Yeah, I mean the speeches are stupid. I mean, even when they either all right, they're making a political statement, but they're usually rambling and incoherent. And the, or they're just thanking their their agent. Well, that's lo- what's so boring about those awards. It's like most of the awards are just for like technical things. So it's a bunch of people you don't know who they are winning awards, thanking people you've never heard of. So it's like right. It's just kind of like, all right, that, that's what like two hours of the Oscars is. It's just like people, you you have no clue who they are. Well, my favorite is like when the actor wins and they start thanking, you know, the, the cast, the crew. Then they start going in and they start listing off tons of Jewish names. And they're always like their agent and their lawyer. Like, I'd like to thank my a-. And it's like 17 Jewish names in a row. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It, it always used to make me laugh, you know. You know, yeah, yeah, I'd like to thank always... a director, but I'd like to thank, you know, Cy, Cy Burbaum, you know, Steve <laughs> whatever. And they're going yeah, yeah. and the it's, Levine it's, brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Jewey McJewerson, you know, and it used to always make me laugh because I'm like, I'm like, you see what I mean, Jews are in Hollywood and they do everything. But in the money aspect, the Jews always seem to be in the yeah. agent, manager talent kind of area. So when you think about it, it's just like, yeah, what? Why is this even? Who cares? Like, I'm, I'm kind of glad. I feel like the Golden Globes had had become almost the more like the the award show that everyone liked more because it was more like chill kind yeah, of. They, and they met, they let people get drunk. That was the whole thing. Ricky Gervais would insult everybody. Uh, right, and now it's like kind of like okay, yeah, is everyone going to be like? Uh, remember, remember everyone like attacked him, but it's like okay, what are they saying about him now? Like he was the one like shitting all over it. Yeah. I mean, I love Ricky Gervais. I love all the shows, but he started getting obnoxious on those Golden Globes that I I, I found it annoying. Really? He just acted. He just acted like he's like, oh, I'm so edgy. I'm going over the edge. I'm like, we get it, we get it. Then after a while, I just thought he was being edgy to be edgy, you know. And it got yeah. kind of like a, when people do that, it gets me bored. That's the other thing. Ho- the, hosting those award shows is like I feel like such a. Um... Uh, can can like there, there's so much potential for it to be a disaster for whoever's hosting. I feel like they're like setting you up to fail when you host. That's why I'm mm-hmm. amazed these guys like take that job. It's but like, no one takes it anymore. I mean, not the Oscars. Now it's like used to be canceled after you hosted because people said you sucked. Now they're they don't even let you host now because they just find right, your they, they cancel your account. Yeah, they found someone you said yeah, Kevin Hart. Now they don't even have a host. Yeah, it's like I feel like these these shows. Yeah, some things like change, like everything. You know, the, the MTV Movie Awards is coming out, and they have like um, two nights of it. It's like one night is um, unscripted. Oh wow! So it's like Nikki Glazer's hosting that one. It's like the MTV TV Awards unscripted. So it's like reality shows. Oh, I mean, that's really. I mean, look, MTV. That's a, that's the first smart idea I've heard from them from years because people are into those shows, and you can't. It's you could probably that's have all whole, they do now. That's yeah. like all they are. That and like those weird TV, but I mean, there's no videos. It hasn't been for years, but yeah. So that seems like a, another. I, I was trying to think of. Um, yeah, that's right. They started like they started canceling people. That's what I mean. Where it was like a thankless job, where it was just right. kind of like. And then even when you did it. You know, destroy just hurt Letterman really bad years ago. Yeah, remember they kept shitting on him for it. I mean, I'm, I thought he was fine. Like, what was the problem? Well, like, the thing was, it was again that thing where it's like, before that, his show was number one. He everyone just loved everything he did. He could do no wrong. People were shitting on Jay Leno, and 
you know, it's almost like that Louis C.K. thing. It's like when everyone loves you so much, you better watch it because people are going to look. Yeah. To t- and he hosted the Oscars. And like you said, it was OK. It was fine. But it wasn't awesome, which everyone thought it was going to be. So they use it. So not the person to be hosting that show no, like, because he's kind of makes fun of it, you know? Yeah. And he like kind of he's very aloof and like, you know, what I mean, they just don't like that. Like. Right. They, but it was a, it was a way to kind of take him down because I remember at the time he could do no wrong. Yeah. You know, in the mid 90s, he was the guy. And then after that happened, his ratings started to slip for a lot of reasons. But and then Leno took over in the ratings and a lot of and people, they, they, they all fall into it like that yeah. was such a trap they set for him. He rocked right into it. Um, yeah. So this is another thing. So you're talking about you could do no wrong and people turning on you. So have you? So James Franco, I guess, is officially yeah, like done. Like I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I feel like that's been kind of happening for a while. Where like there'd be like some allegations, and then it'd be like, oh yeah, he, he, I guess people don't like him that much. But then it's like, I guess now, I guess allegations just kept. He must really be like a scumbag because they just when they keep coming out over and over like that's like the bad sign when you hear like one or two things and it kind of goes away. That's one thing. But like he just they just keep coming out like he must be really shitty on movie sets or something. Yeah, but a lot. Yeah. And he's a weirdo and he'd always do these weird things. And, you know, but people accepted it for a while because he was just being eccentric, you know. Yeah, because he was like a really good looking guy. Right. And, you know, but then I think the dumbest thing about it was like he's teaching these acting classes, which was always weird. Anyway, he's a famous actor. He's teaching like like small acting. Right. Yeah. Why are you fucking? Yeah. With just a bunch of like 18 year old hot chicks. Right. And then I guess obviously that's why he was doing it to, you know, he's like, yeah, we're going to do scenes. Here's your monologue from uh, this play. (laughs) No underpants. (laughs) And uh, here's one for you from a, a yeah, show called uh, Blow Your Acting Teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the craft. Yeah, what the fuck? What was his problem? The funny thing about that was, is like, why did James Franco need to do a bullshit acting class to get laid? He, can't he just be James Franco? I looked it up. I know. I looked it up, th- that, that whole thing. Because the first one was, this is before the Me Too stuff. He got in trouble for like con DMing this like 17 year old chick that he met right at like a play. Like he was on Broadway and some girl like posted on Instagram, like, Oh my God, I love James Frank. And I guess she was 17 and he was like, and then he started DMing her and he was like in his messages, he just comes off so lame. He's like, do you have a boyfriend? Where are you? Are you and then she's like, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm 18. And he's like, you're 18. And um she's like kind of into it, but then she's like, I'm not 18 yet. And yeah. I, this is before me too. And I guess he kind of got flack for it, but it was still kind of like you you could get away with it. No, but um, you know, I mean, that's the thing though. I mean, him and like Crystalia and stuff for years, for years, I would like. I wouldn't date anyone under 20 because I feel like, you know, if they say 18 or 19, they could obviously be lying. And I, yeah. I don't understand. I knew it for years that under 18 is rape. <laughs> Whether whatever you rear your personal feelings on it, legally, it's rape. It's statutory yeah. rape. Why would you fuck around with that at all? Unless you are like a pedophile, really? Well, I mean, the other thing is like he comes off so thirsty in these messages like he's just like well where are you he's like do you want me to rent a hotel room and it's like dude fucking relax man like 
what do you do? Like you can't get, just go to a bar, you know, or just go out somewhere and like, just stand there for like five minutes. Uh, There'll be a 21 year old hot chick there. Right. Just be James Franco. That that's all you need. I guess they just kind of, they get so much with that's like a challenge to them. And I think that becomes a thing where like, how young can I get someone to bang me? But it's, it's amazing when like, like I, I'm sure the chick would have, but like he still wasn't able to like close the deal. You know what I mean? And it's like, and it kind of was his first kind of chink in his armor. But All right, well, don't say that word. Yeah, what armor? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, actually, that word uh, brings me to another category. I I should have thought of this before. Uh, there's another comic who is is in hot water. Really? Someone just sent this to me. And <laughs> I it's, like it's, perk up. Really? It's bad, though. It's, it's this guy, uh, Tony Hingecliffe, who's big in L.A. I, I, I did a show with him. I did like a, um, a Hulu show with him once. Right. Wow. What, what he. OK, no, let's hear it. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to try to look for the audio on this. It's on Facebook. Um, it's he. All right. I guess this month is Asian awareness month or something like that yeah you don't have to tell me right <laughs> and you know, anyway that's all i talk about yeah so he what do you call it um some some asian guy opened for him and i think he was just trying to be uh funny um that's which your he first was, mistake yeah uh no this this is not even funny though i mean he i guess his fan base is like edgy and stuff so there but it would if you hear this, this is pretty fucking bad. Are you going to um, play it? I'm going to give me a minute. He basically kind of plays into every Asian stereotype. I know he's being fun, but I mean, this is... Was this recent that he did it? I think it just happened recently, like just recently, because someone sent me... Uh, someone I know who doesn't like him. And in fact, for some reason, I know a lot of people that don't like him. So must be hard when... Um, yeah, he, he, I didn't... I never knew him. I do remember he like... I think he comes off to people as like very arrogant and like right. kind of a um, right. Again, I, and I don't arrogant. know him, so I'm just going by. I don't what, know him either. I met him. Um, I didn't even meet him. I just I did this show once. I just remember he wasn't super friendly. I remember he was just kind of standing around and. Yeah, um, and sometimes but, I mean, that's people's I ways and stuff. I know. I can't. I can't base anything. I can't base him being a dick or not by him just standing near me. Right. But you know people do that i mean that's why as a comic like in this in this world you have to kind of be semi-pleasant to people because even if you're not trying to be mean people just think you're a dick if you i know know. and i've actually i've i've fallen victim to him a little a little bit because i can come off i think i'm shy and i can come off as aloof and i've had a lot of people like later be like oh you know you're you're it's weird because i thought you were a dick but like you're actually really nice because i i am like pretty friendly but like but yeah, like like I said, I don't. He was fine. I'm not. He he was just standing near me. He but he right. wasn't like super nice. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe he was nervous about going on. Um, well, do you, should I play this? I mean, is it really? Yeah, yeah. All right. It's, no, it's 30 seconds. It's not us saying it, right? And this no. is he just did this. This was up seven hours ago. Um, and and it was an Asian comic who brought him up. Okay. Okay. Hopefully, you can hear this. I, I I'm all right. Here it goes. He's like, give it up for the one and the only. Tony Hinchcliffe. Can you hear uh, that? It's already bad. Can you hear it? Yeah, yeah, I can okay. hear it. <laughs> that sounds weird. Hello, good evening, welcome. Hello. Let me 
one more time for the filthy little fucking chink that was just up here. All you fucking race traders are hooping and hollering. I'm back there watching you puking in a fucking bucket. Oh, we make it a gunpowder. Oh, you want extra soy sauce. Oh, you borrow money from us. And you guys just eating it up, you fucking pussy. I mean, it is clever. <laughs> I mean, you got to admit, it's a well-crafted bit. Uh, Wait, so what is he? He says, yeah, he this says is that like one. literally the worst time to be to be like racist against Asian people. I know there's like not, but I mean, this could, he could not have picked a worse moment right. for this. Well, you could even see, I'll show you the video later, but his, <clears throat> I guess he Does he do the fans. eyes thing? No, but uh, the fans are looking at his fans. Even his fans seem to be laughing a little uncomfortably because it's just, first of all, he's starting his set like that. Which I don't think you should really do it in any part of your set, but you know it's it's. A little I mean, jarring. you you at least end your set that yeah. way. <laughs> so that's exploding, but that one is rough. I mean, that one is like, you remember Daniel Tosh years ago, where he said someone and someone in the crowd, um, like the rape thing. Yeah, but she was like heckling him, and I always gave him a pass on that because it's like you're on the defensive there. Someone's yelling at you, and if you yell at a comedian and you. All bets are off. You can't. He can't be responsible for everything that comes out of his mouth. He's being attacked. Yeah, totally. It's, it's I like agree with that. Like to punch you, you know. Maybe you kick him in the balls. You shouldn't. Have, shouldn't. Have, but you, you're not thinking. You know. I know. It's 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 really sorry to interrupt, but like it's so funny because you you always hear everyone attack comedians. It's like when you've been up in front of a crowd of people and people are screaming things at you. Like right. you, then you tell me how to fucking react to it. No, you're on a defensive. So I always give comedians passes for that. This was not. He was like being introduced. And, no, he uh, he thought this out. He was like, "Oh, I'm going to open with this." <laughs> <laughs> like you do when you're at in the moment. You're like, "Oh, I'll I'll talk about the uh, oh something just happened. I'll say this. I'll say this about that." Right. Um, but that is like the is he known to be <clears throat> like his he do racist jokes? Or I think no, but I think he's in with you know that posse. I think out there in L.A. with Rogan and all those guys and stuff and. Uh, you know, I think he's I've heard like he's funny from people. I heard I guess he's a, he writes for a lot of these peop people. Yeah. But this one is I mean, I guess What does he say? Is he I, I mean, fan base probably doesn't even care anyway, you know. Do they um so he's but he'll saying lose like, something. he'll oh, lose something for this. He's doing like an Asian accent. Yeah. And he's saying how he's shitting on the crowd for liking him cuz he just did a bunch of Asian stereotype shit. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't. I haven't read much about the blowback on this, but you know, these guys when they're canceled and their careers aren't ruined, but bad things happen. It's like when Ari Stafer, right? He yeah. lost his agent, his yeah. manager, and that was Wait, just a the tweet. Kobe Bryant thing. Yeah, and that was just a fucking tweet. I mean, that was like him. No, he he did a video though too. That was pretty bad. Oh, he did. He did. He did a video where he's like, that was like, really? He he got lucky, though. I feel like he got bailed out by coronavirus. Oh, it saved his ass. Yeah, totally. Because like no one really. I mean, that was like a bad cultural moment. Like that really like resonated with a lot of yeah. like he had the huge celebrities like putting out videos of like, I'm going to like find you like 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 scary dudes. I think he might not have known. <clears throat> how popular Kobe was in the black community because I sure as hell didn't know. I didn't know he was as big as people. I know he was a great player. I just didn't think he was that iconic. And he was really especially in LA, I... especially in LA. I'm 
you know, I've never left New York, so yeah. Toby was well. Uh, I mean, yeah, I get yeah. it. He, I get it. he didn't, he didn't know that, but still, I mean, it was a pretty like crazy. No, I'm not that, defending like, him. I that just was, like, no, I know that was yeah. like. Um. So why did you write that? Uh, why did you write that for him to say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't um, write. Anything, yeah, but that's the thing. I wouldn't write anything like that. But I, I was shocked, kind of surprised how big Kobe was. But I guess he had just died. You know. Um. I feel like that that cemented his legacy i i he was like you know i he, you know he really overcame like the rape that i mean that was amazing how he overcame that rape thing yeah that's um, why i always thought that it was you know that now he was never that popular because of that it sort of saved that- him from the it's like unfortunately he had to do that to get out of the rape thing because now people don't really think about that when they did i don't like i don't think he's associated with that as much as he was no. You know, and, and anyone who would bring it up, including him, I think, after Kobe died, got shit on so badly. I'm like, it's funny how, like, sometimes a lot of times, like, the move is just dying. Like, that yeah. sucks that, like, the only way to save face is to die. Like, Screech, like, that saved his legacy. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone hated him. And if he just lived and kept going, like, no one. But the fact that he died young, everyone's like, oh, God, like, they're only going to. I mean, that's always what happens when anyone dies, like. They just remember everything great they did, you know. That no one has anything mm-hmm. bad to say. But if it's no. young too, so yeah, I, think I mean, like, Kobe look at Kurt Cobain. Like, if he was alive now, what would they be doing? They'd be on an oldie with tour. the stars. Yeah, oldie store. Yeah, right. Or Sandy, no, on, he wouldn't be doing playing. that, but no, but it wouldn't be as cool. Like, he would definitely. You know, right. Like, what is fucking Eddie Vedder doing now? Right. I mean, it's just like, oh, all right. Hard to maintain your coolness when you hit a certain age. Yeah, you know? I mean, I, I guess that, so. That's. Uh, so I don't know th- this. Um, when, did you just see this Tony Hinchcliffe thing? Someone sent it to me. I, I and uh, it's brand new, and I can't imagine that there's not going to be major fucking blowback. But especially been, now, because ever the, yeah. the whole thing, because now there's like hate crimes against Asians all the time. Right. Like it, I feel like that's getting a lot of attention. And then the whole the guy killed didn't that serial killer that shooter kill a bunch of Asian Americans or? You know, like he went to the massage parlor. Do you remember that? Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know there's like so many shootings now that it's just like, <laughs> which one? Um, but yeah, I, I, he, he was a guy that I, I, again, like I never knew him, but he kind of like showed up at an, I feel like he just kind of appeared and all of a sudden he had like Netflix specials, right? Yeah. For some reason, I thought he was British because he has like this British name, but I don't know. I, I know people who, you know, I don't love, but again, I don't take people like to shit on successful comedians. Yeah, a lot, this is so. a dangerous time. Yeah. Like it's I if I was like, you know, if I was like successful, I'd be really scared. But like if you're like famous now, I think it's like scary. Like I think it's turned fame into like almost like a negative. You know, I mean, like they really it, it's not even your career's over. It's just like your life is over. You know what I mean? Well, I think in the case of these comedians now, I think that. This stuff pushes you out of the mainstream, but you still have a loyal fan base and it gets more alt righty every time. You know, yeah, that must that's be why all these people are writing. You see on Twitter, he's not going to be canceled. I'm like, well, he's not going to be canceled in certain communities, but that's where these guys end up sometimes. But it's still like, like I said, anyone who has that much attention and like fame or whatever, um, when, when it's taken away in a certain uh, you know, by a certain degree to a certain degree, it 
they don't like it. You know, it's like mm. they'll still be able to make a living. But I mean, I guarantee. I mean, remember that Louis C.K. was like, I mean, he talk about couldn't do any wrong. I mean, that guy was like borderline, like going to win an Oscar someday. Right. But that was the thing. That was like the Letterman thing. I always said, you know, when he couldn't do any wrong, I'm like, oh, this guy's in trouble. He's going to do wrong. So. Yeah. Some things because everything he did was just amazing. I'm like, you can't do that to someone. You know, there has to be a cycle. I, I'm sure people have dissected like psychologists with, like with human beings that there's some kind of psychology behind it when someone gets to, you know what I mean? Like you admire someone, but then like, cause it does make sense. Like, you know, if you, um, it's like if you really admire a celebrity and then if you meet them and they're mean, then you're like, Oh, fuck them. I hate them. Right. Um, it's kind of like, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it kind of makes sense that, um, which is weird. And I, I've always, you know, but people I talk to watch shows and stuff like that. I try to be really nice to them. Like, and when I run into, and I try to talk to them a little bit, cause I realize that I'm not famous, but some of these people, they think I am. Cause I was just on a comedy show, right. you know? And if I'm a dick, if I'm nice to them, they actually like, oh my God, this guy's talking to me. But right. as a, we don't think like you're a comedian, you don't even think about that. But to these you're people, like, yeah, you're like, and then they're like, oh my God, this guy wants to stay with me for a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this guy's squatting my apartment. <laughs> um, I've had that. I did it when I did my comedy CD taping. There were these two guys who would like, who were big fans of mine. They'd flown in from like, uh, Nevada. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if the, I think that I don't know if it was just for me. Yeah, but 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 they like were like, oh, you're so great. Can we get a picture? And then I was like, get a picture. I was like, let's go to a bar. We hung out at a bar for like hours. You yeah. Know? It almost got to the point where they're like, yeah, we have to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so like well, this is what so the whole cancel culture, the thing that is like I'm realizing, and I it's you know, because everyone's like, you know, I hate this cancel culture. When is it gonna go away? And it's like if this has been a dynamic with human beings since the beginning of time where like people love to like build someone up and then tear them down. Why is this a surprise to anyone? Because what's going on now is that people that exist in people where they love to see people that are built up too high, taken down. People finally had a way to tear them down themselves. Right. And also, media. also a way to do it quickly because People would try to be canceled years ago, but what would you do if you were pissed? You'd write a letter to your congressman, which would take, right. you know, like if you look at like Senator Joe McCarthy, right? That guy was a horrible person, but it took him like four years to be canceled. You know, even though he was, you know, starting the right. blacklist and the red scare, because that's, I think just things move slower. And the, the thing that really put him away was he was on TV, but TV was so new. You couldn't like TV couldn't cover this guy every week. Yeah. And social media couldn't cover him. So that's why he let, so you can cancel someone so quickly because of Well, that's the thing. Media. It's like, and people start realizing like, oh, I love it when people get too big, get torn down and I get to watch it. And then they were like, oh, I can do it now. Like, yeah. not only can I watch it now, I can make it happen. So like, that's what you're seeing happen is like, people are kind of acting like, this is some fad that's happened out of nowhere. Right. And it's like, no, no, no. It's just now people have realized they, it's kind of like someone realizing they can make their own movie or something like, Oh, I don't have to like get people to, right. you know, to like hire me or like, you know, give me money for a movie I can do. It's like, Oh, I don't, I don't need someone else to cancel them. Like I can, like, I can just try and do it. 
but but don't you see the psychology of like if some I totally see it. I'm not for canceling people, but you know, someone has a great life and they're flaunting it or whatever. They're not even flaunting it. They're just people are just covering them. People who are jealous. I mean, why? Yeah, totally. We? That's why, especially yeah. now, it's like. But yeah, I mean, with the with the, with the, the social media, and then the, everyone's you know rubbing it in every, in everyone's face, and like um, no, I mean it, it. I think it's amazing when you hear people talk like, "Well, would like it's something like, well, this will go away after." It's like, I mean, I think it'll shift, but I don't think it's not going. People like people reveling in other people's failure after is like never going to go away. Well, especially for people who are failures. Like, if right. you're a failure, why would you root for someone else to be fucking awesome? Well, I mean, that's that was kind of the whole point I never had with that was the whole thing I never understood with a lot of like sports fans. Like, I mean, I like sports, but these guys yeah. who like center their whole lives around the Yankees, and it's like it's yeah. like rooting for like fucking you know, some doesn't someone have a joke? It's like rooting for Microsoft or something. It's like, yeah. um, it's it's fine, you know, to like sports, but like when your whole life is just centered around like. But that's a your team. life. Yeah, right. I know. And so they're like, know. well, it's we like, won. I'm like, you didn't win. They won. Right. And but they hate you, have... you. They don't know who you are and they wouldn't, yeah. they don't want to see you ever. And you're, <laughs> you know, they would never want to spend more than one second around you. Um, and then they get mad and you know at them, and you know, if they do and like that was another thing I know. Like with like that stuff I don't understand. Like Tiger Woods, we talked about this before, like when he when all that stuff happened and everyone was so mad at him, like you know, yeah. oh man, how could he do? It? And it's like, what? What are you fucking like? That was like the least offensive, like of all those celebrity scandals. Like, I was like, so I, not that I'm offended by the, but like, I was like, so what? He cheated on his wife a lot. I guess he's a scumbag. I don't know. Like, what, so what? What, what does you know, that have to do with me? And you know, who else cheats on their wife a lot? Like all celebrities. And you know who cheats on their wife in general? Like most people. <laughs> right. So it's no. like. I don't really know. Do you do you think that's true? If you're like a celebrity that like uh, have a certain amount of celebrity, like, is it just kind of like an understanding that you're probably going to cheat on them? Is that probably the mentality? Uh, well, you know, they, they'll have like open marriages. You hear stories like that. It's hard, especially sport athletes. I mean, women wait at the hotels to fuck you. Like you're done yeah. with your game. You just want to go to bed. And there's women waiting for the place where you sleep to go into your room. You have to do zero right. work. I know. You know? Imagine like being in a place where, like, with Brad Pitt, there was a woman who kept trying to break into his house. Imagine being so famous that women are breaking into your house to fuck yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, I'm like, people want to fuck me so bad. I gotta get like a better security system. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think maybe the 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 smart ones like get it out of their system young, you know, and just yeah. do it and then move on. You know, they probably see the. Um, the emptiness of it but i guess most people don't get to have that <laughs> experience they're like i'm just tired of everyone blowing me and then i think if you're like that famous it must be weird you know because you can't trust anyone you know what i mean like you can't trust like women who you know you just met at a bar who like maybe they're gonna take well now it's like i don't know they're, maybe they're gonna take naked pictures or how do any of them get away with it now with like if they're married i feel like they would just ruin them they yeah. would tell the wife I think you're right. Sorry, I'm just looking at some of the comments about this guy, Hinge Hingecliffe. Yeah. Twitter. What are they? What are they saying? Is is he trending? Oh yeah. And is it all like I hate you? I no, you, I hate it when like I thought you were one of the good ones. 
Yeah, but no, a, a lot of comics are already like they. I guess a lot of comics like they hate him. him. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he was kind of not liked in comedy. Yeah, that was always kind of the vibe I got. Yeah, so now I think a lot of comics didn't want to say that they hated him, but now you can, because if a guy's you know flat out racist on stage, you're like, all right, now we can pile on, you know? So, right. I mean, also to go down for that bit, for that bit. I mean, I come on, like um, at least Chris Aaliyah got to fuck a lot of women. This guy, you know? right? I mean, exactly. His was kind of like he was trying to hide it. He didn't just go. He just didn't go ruin his career by saying racial slur, like <laughs> Asian slurs. Also, this is another thing in comedy. I like so John Mulaney. I guess is out of rehab. All right, right. And it's like I think his show. He's doing like a string City of shows, winery. Right? Yeah, tonight I think it starts, yeah. and he's getting a divorce. Yeah. That was kind of surprising to me. I don't know why. I mean, I don't know anything about his wife for, but that must be like a rough time. Like you go to rehab and then then you're like, all right, let's get divorced. I mean, clearly he met someone in rehab. You don't know. I can tell you one thing. You talk to a lot of young audience members and I've talked to a bunch lately and this guy really pops up as the guy, you know, Mulaney. Yeah. So, I mean, and women like him a lot. So, you know. I'm not saying what happened. I have no idea. But if you're, yeah, if there's, if you're a lot of 22 year old women like you and think you're amazing, yeah, I think, I think probably some of them are breaking into his apartment. You don't yeah, know. Yeah, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> I didn't even have 22 year old women that liked me when I was 22. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's um, very innocent. He's like boy next door and he's very funny, you know, and that's the wheelhouse. That's, yeah, people love yeah. him. I mean, like, whenever I like will mention him to someone like, they're always like, I love him. He's yeah. like the he's pretty. And it's funny because he's one of the last people to like be, have that kind of fame just from doing stand. He does other things, but he right. made he he made it from stand up, not from yeah. like having a hit TV show or anything. But um, yeah, I he was like, I remember I was around when he like kind of showed up and I remember seeing him early on. Like he was like 22, he was 22 and yeah. he was like amazing immediately. It was like, it was like, it looked like unfair almost. Yeah. Like he, how good he is now. He was like, like that immediately. <laughs> yeah. There's a few guys every once in a while. There's know how to do it immediately. I, I have a feeling he had like, he had some chops from something else or I, I know he like kind of had done some sketch and stuff. Cause because all of them like went to school together, like, you know, Berbiglia, Nick Kroll and Jacqueline Novak. And like they were in a sketch group that I think was like a really good sketch group. And like, so I think he had some acting chops. Before, well, I also know. think he was a comic in high, in college, which I think that yeah. that's the key. There's this other comedian I was reading about who's kind of blowing up and he started when he was 15 and he's like huge now, you know, and it's like. So, same with Pete Davidson. It seems like that's the age to start comedy. <laughs> I know. The, they used the to be a fluke. Yeah, by the time you're 21 or 22, you're pretty good or yeah. damn good. And everyone's looking for people who are 22. Yeah. yeah it so. used to be like if someone started that young, it was like a novelty. It was like, oh, I can, that like Eddie Murphy and like one other person had done that. But now right. it's like that's when you have to. St- I mean, you don't have to, but yeah, it, it helps a lot. No, and I think it, comics, I mean, I think that I see so many comics now, young comics, they pick it up faster. They're better now than the comics when we were coming like you would see it's like different of- though they don't really get 
because no, but, but, but you, you can so get much... a following without even being doing stand up. Right. But there's so much content. I was talking to another comedian about this, that you can watch other comedians, you know, on YouTube yeah. and you can kind oh, of just right, yeah. paint by numbers a little bit. We had to like go to clubs and watch. Right. And I remember a... that specifically. I remember going to the strip early, really early on just to watch people do comedy to like kind yeah. of learn how to do it yeah i think the person who brought that up to me was chris murphy because he said you know like when he started and i kind of remember when i started like you would see the people at the clubs or wherever so horrible like they don't even understand the concept of stand-up comedy yeah and you oh, don't you're see, right yeah and you don't see that now i see a lot of the newer comics and they they're not great but they get it and they can pull together four or five minutes especially in front of their friends you know yeah um and it's different now. And that's why you can start at 15 and fucking be really good at 22, you know? Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. And you can also just start like your own YouTube channel and yeah, I mean, that's just for the following. I'm just talking about the being a stand up. You know I know. I mean? Yeah. That, I guess the learning curve maybe is a little, I don't even like, what is stand up even anymore? What, like, what is it? I mean, I know it's still around, but it just seems very like live stand up seems very like, I don't know. I feel like, like lost, it's lost. Kind of, like in like it doesn't know what it is anymore. It's like it's still around, but well, you have to. Th- I you know it's still a thing because <clears throat> if it wasn't, Zoom shows would have taken over completely, and it, that just didn't happen. So yeah, people like performing live. There is something to say about that, you know. Um, even though I believe in Zoom shows, it's like you know. People are really excited. Comics are there's like eight. No, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's kind of back, and I mean, in New York, I feel like it, New York feels like it's just back to how it was again, sort of. Yeah, is it? I mean, kind of, right? Well, at least comedy is. I don't know about the other shit. You know, we'll see. We'll see the next few months. You know, I think that's the real test. You know, where people. I think I feel like it is though. I know Joe Rogan was kind of shitting on New York this week. He was. And, but Dave Chappelle was on the show and he like corrected him. He's like, I think New York's going to be fine. You know? Oh, right. Right. Cause he's in, he's in Austin now. Yeah. But I mean, you hear these stories of like people leaving New York and LA during the pandemic and you're like, yeah, but that's not so. Yeah. I know left people are, people are coming back. I mean, I mean, it like when I go out now, it just feels exactly the same. It yeah. seems like there's more people out. I know. Or, people haven't just, spent, spent money in a year. So they're like, you know, I, yeah, yeah, I guess it's fucking weird. And, it, you know, whatever. It's fine. I just, you know, that was the thing I hated about New York for so long. It's just too many fucking people here. It's just yeah. everyone's here. And, you know, the, the sidewalks are like two feet wide and there's like a million people here. You know, and like, and you know, that thing where you'll be walking. That's how narrow the streets, the, the sidewalks are. Like, you'll be behind two people who are just kind of spaced a little apart. Yeah. And, you, and they go so slow and you can't get past yeah. them. Um, Check out the West Village. It's a fucking nightmare. Isn't that a weird co- thing that happens? Like a weird. Um, it's just kind of like I see that all the time, where people are walking through the streets in New York just so slowly, almost like they don't know how to walk or something, or yeah. they have no clue where they're going. And yeah, I don't think it's just tourists. I think it's just people who like, and then they'll just stand there and like look around, you know, like all like in the sky and you're like, what are you doing? Like, I am so aware. I mean, maybe it's cause I'm a New Yorker, but right. like, I'm so aware of anyone that's around me. Like, I'm like, Oh, this person wants to get by this person. Well, you see a lot of that in times square, but there's things to look at more, but you see in other places too. So I see it just here. I'm like, I walk outside and there's not all the time, but there's just pe- pe- people. 
um, yeah, like two or three people who just have looked like they've never walked anywhere in their lives. <laughs> so, all right, we should wrap it up. All right, let's wrap it up. All right, so uh, thanks for listening. Uh, please uh, donate to our Patreon under Last Exit to Brooklyn um, if you want to give give us money. Yeah, for early access. For early access to yeah certain episodes and other things, and also um, rate and review this podcast, and please subscribe. And uh, we'll see you later. Thanks again.